drugs, science, and everything else. They slap down a new topic and dash off to the next. It's a great big world with so much to know, like cryptids, time travel, and the history of Poe. If you wanna be a smarty, better learn something fast with Shannon and Jason on Slapdash Podcast. On today's episode, we are talking all about our favorite Christmas movies. In fact, the top 20 Christmas movies as voted on by the Slapdash listeners. Across from me is a man who likes cookies and checks his lists twice, Shannon Claus. How are, <laughs> how are, how are you today? You're a mean one. <laughs> Mr. Shannon. <laughs> I'm doing great, man. It's Tis the season. I mean, how could you not be that's, in a good mood? That's what they say. It's a balmy 84 degrees here in Slapdash <laughs> headquarters right now. Actually, it may be... Maybe more like 54, yeah. I think, in here. Some folks don't know that you up. in the slap cave, as we call it, you know, it just kind of, well, it's currently a garage. <laughs> so it's, uh, what is it, about 32 outside, 31? 34. Thir- oh, man. 34 degrees I thought outside. I kind of warm. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say it's a balmy 35. <laughs> it's a warm 35. <laughs> It wakes you up. It gets you it, going. It helps bit. you to concentrate. Yeah, here in the studio. So, Shannon, Christmas is my favorite uh, My favorite holiday. I love everything about it. I like spending time with family, the food, the Christmas lights, the presents, of course, the movies, the cartoons. I just like everything about it. I thought you were a St. Patrick's Day kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't like to get pinched very very much. Is that not no. the big one for well, you? you know, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. All right, My mm-hmm. two favorite holidays, and I think most people would probably, you know, is Christmas and Halloween. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, and what could be total polar opposite <laughs> than you know, like, oh, let's he's you know he's going to get the butcher knife and don't go by the door and then like dashing through the snow, you know? and it's almost like simultaneously when it happens. I was going to say I turned that corner pretty quick. Do you? Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. It's just like here's Michael Myers. It's it's yeah. like you said. It's it's crazy. It's, like, it's scary. And then like the, like literally the next day, it's you see Will Ferrell like you know I know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I, I absolutely love Christmas, love Halloween, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of ready for Christmas. We did a whole series during Halloween. I think we did what ended up being maybe seven, seven episodes at least. Maybe at seven least, yeah. Did some last yeah. year. And this time last year for the Christmas episode, we did the Polar Express. Yeah, right? and that, that was pretty cool. We'll talk a little bit about that. Obviously, the Polar Express is one of the movies in the in the top 20, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But uh, there are a ton of great Christmas movies, uh, but who better to rank the top 20 of all time than our listeners that's right jason from time to time we put out a poll and man we love to poll people because we do it it all the time we make lists right anything Anything. cereals professional wrestlers bars little debbie cakes who cares doesn't matter tell us what you like (laughs) let's 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 do a rank order we we want to know the degree in which you like it sure yeah yeah (laughs) so we have such a list we compiled it we put it on facebook and we have the results here so let's jump right into the top 20 sounds good Number 20, Gremlins. Gremlins debuted in 1984 and made 20 times more at the box office than it cost to make the film, which I thought that kind of shocked me. The plot, just in case you don't know, a father purchases a strange pet called a mogwai from a Chinatown antique shop. He gives it to his son as a Christmas present, but there are several rules that must be followed. So, no, do you remember these rules? I remember he can't be wet. Okay, so... A, Is that one? That's right. Avoid water, no contact okay. with water. Can't can't eat after midnight or something like that? Yeah, and that's like above all else, right? So, like, that's like the final one. Like, you can do anything, but don't do that one. Don't so you, do that one. You can't feed him after midnight. And there's and a then, third one? There's a third one. Uh, 
No bedtime hugs? This <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember this <laughs> you're, one. You're a mean one, mister. <laughs> now, uh, uh, no sunlight. They can't oh. be in sunlight. And so that one really doesn't get played up much in the movie. Okay. But what's so funny is that they say, okay, in this order, they say, uh, you know, don't get the mogwai in the sunlight. It'll kill him. Oh, okay. So they just say, it'll just kill him dead, all right? And that doesn't happen, obviously. No. That'd be a short movie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? Uh, no water. He can't come into contact with water. But it doesn't really tell you what happens if that occurs. Right. And then it just says, but above all else, mm. don't feed him after midnight. So there is something worse than death. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> because if they say if you're in sunlight, he'll just die. All right, right but, yeah. but whatever you do, <laughs> so you know, as a kid, even I, That's I kinda, a rough diagnosis, really, if you think about it. I kind of like, picked up on that, even like as a kid, I thought, well, wait a minute, didn't you just say he would just he die? Would die if you, yeah. Yeah, so it's worse. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So, of course, these rules, uh, they're not followed, and the cute little mogwai that is named Gizmo eventually spawns these grotesque and violent gremlin-like creatures that destroy the town. (laughs) And so... Ho 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 ho! I was going to say, <laughs> it's a Merry is, Christmas. is this a Christmas movie? <laughs> it is. That's that's a debate we'll have because, here throughout the list. Yeah. But but why is this a Christmas movie? Uh, this one's a Christmas movie because there's snow everywhere. There's Christmas lights. <laughs> there's <laughs> gifts being exchanged. But does that make Christmas? It's it's not necessarily Christmas in like there's goodwill toward all. <laughs> there's there's people that just die honestly in this movie. All right, but it's it's a really strange movie in that it's. It's it's I mean it's 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 not a horror movie obviously it's more of like a action comedy yeah. I guess I think more than anything yeah but there are some like intense scenes in it and I mean maybe perhaps this may be like kind of the first of its kind because I really don't remember anything like that occurring mm. before this movie and uh, so Gremlins has you know they have a really warm place in my heart because I'll tell you why <laughs> so my my <laughs> oldest daughter Kennedy when she was really little like four or five years old she watched Gremlins mm-hmm. right. So uh, psychologically, she overcame it. <laughs> she's still recovered. So she, she's over it, though. She, for the most part, you okay. know, she twitches every once in a while, but okay. it's not it's not you know noticeable. And so we gave her for Christmas. We gave her a stuffed Mogwai toy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we ordered this off like a like a eBay. This or is whatever. the cute one. Gizmo, this is the cute little furry Gizmo. One. Okay, that's right. Yeah, the little cute brown and white little looks like a Furby, adorable sort of. little thing. Right. Yeah. So we gave her that, and for like three years, we told her that if she <laughs> And I feel really bad about this now saying it, okay? That if she loved it enough and took care of it enough, if only. <laughs> that it would turn a lot, that it would turn, that it would become a living, breathing creature. Now, now did she want that? <laughs> she said she did. Okay. So, for like, honestly, for like two and a half, three years, she took this thing around everywhere and you'd be surprised at how many times like we forgot it like at the local park at grandma's house and we had to turn around and go back and get it and she would if she had it out during the day she would put it under her shirt because uh-huh. she wouldn't get i mean like the sunlight from about four to six yet yeah, gizmo was like everything <laughs> in her world so the movie gremlins has a special place in in my heart that's, so to me that's pretty cute to me like it, that. to me it's a christmas movie number 19 die hard Die Hard was released in 1988 and is based on the 1979 novel Nothing Lasts Forever by Roderick Thorpe. And Jason, nothing gets me in the Christmas mood <laughs> like Die Hard. <laughs> so if Gremlins is on this list, Die Hard gets to make it because it's kind of set in, in a around the season. Nothing to do with gift giving necessarily. There's no jolly Santa Claus. You know, Rudolph does not get to fly the sled, but we do get to see... Bruce Willis. And a lot of glass. Quite a bit of glass. <laughs> Just shattering, Maybe breaking Maybe the most glass over. that's ever been broken <laughs> in a movie. Ever. So, 
Once again, I want to remind the uh, listeners that this is a top 20 all-time Christmas movie list. And so, so far we have Gremlins and Die Hard (laughs) (laughs) that are uh, checking in at 20 and 19 here. But yeah, a lot of people had this debate. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? You can say it is. You can say it's not. To our listeners, it's number 19. I was going to say, I mean, our our listeners voted for this, Jason. That's right. So I'm not going to dig on it. You can't ignore it. I'm going to say this is fair game. I like like Bruce Willis. I'm going to read the plot synopsis for you because this kind of gets me in the Christmas spirit (laughs) just a little bit. This is straight off Wikipedia, and I always love reading these because it's always so dramatic. (laughs) As you read that, I want the listeners to, in the the back of your mind, be thinking about, like, hark the herald. Yeah. So be playing that in in your mind as you listen to this plot. New York City policeman John McClane is visiting his estranged wife and two daughters on Christmas Eve. It's in there. See? (laughs) He joins her at a holiday party in the headquarters of the Japanese-owned business she works for, but the festivities are interrupted by a group of terrorists who take over the exclusive high-rise and everyone in it. Very soon, McClane realizes that there's no one to save the hostages but him. (laughs) Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, Get the hot cocoa, kids. I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling pretty festive around that. Now, to be fair, this did occur on Christmas Eve, and a holiday party is mentioned. I'm going to say by the loose standards upon which we base these, uh, <laughs> you know, assign these to genres. It counts. It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. You know Frank Sinatra. I do. Take me to the moon. That guy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He was offered first dibs on playing John McClane in Die Hard because he previously starred in a movie called The Detective. And this movie was based on a book also by Roderick Thorpe. Sinatra at the time was 73 years old. I'm, I'm just looking at you right now like with well, just the weirdest look on my face. They were going to cast Frank Sinatra to play the role that Bruce Willis played. At 73. And the movie, the title, Die Hard, could have taken on an entirely different meaning. This <laughs> poor wow. Frank Sinatra. He declined the role, but contractually, he had to be given first dibs based on some contract that was drawn up whenever he starred in this previous movie. It's, wow. If we make another one of these, you get to, you get to lead the charge. And apparently, this movie was made like... 30, 40 years later, and they they contractually had to offer it to him. They had to offer it to him. I can just imagine that phone call. (laughs) Hey, Frank. Yes? (laughs) Would you like to crawl around in duct work (laughs) of a big building with a cigarette lighter? How how much do you hate glass? Because uh, (laughs) there's an opportunity. (laughs) Wow. He declined, and probably rightfully so. Number 18, Batman Returns. Batman Returns was re- uh, released in 1992 and was directed by Tim Burton. It starred Shannon. Where it can't hold, just try to contain yourself, right? I'm pretty excited about this. Michael Keaton. Ooh. That's Shannon's favorite actor of all time. Of all time. Michael Keaton as Batman, uh, Danny DeVito as the Penguin, and yep. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Yep. So, I mean, it was a Batman movie, right? So, <laughs> I mean, once again, this is the top 20 all-time Christmas movies. <laughs> Gremlins, Die Hard, and Batman Returns. I promise that Santa Claus is coming up here before long. Now, there is a song. I mean, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin, Late Night. I mean, 
it, it's in there, Jay. I, this guess, is, I don't have to make that up. That's I guess a it, real song. I guess it counts. You know, and during the movie, there's a parade and there's Christmas lights. And obviously, you can tell it's it's Christmas time, right? Sure. And so this is like Die Hard. This is another movie that people say, hey, this this really is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. This was you know, basically the, uh, or obviously the sequel to the 1989 huge blockbuster. Huge. Basically uh, invented the superhero genre in the modern day in sense. The mo- in the modern day, absolutely, yeah. And so uh, this is, you know, while it's a strange Christmas movie. I guess it could best be described as a an unconventional Christmas movie, uh, but but I liked it. Number seventeen, Jack Frost. Jack Frost was released in 1998 and also stars Michael Keaton and Kelly Preston. And Jason, I can't say enough good things about Michael Keaton. <laughs> I mean, he can make any movie. That that really is the holidays to me. I mean, Batman Returns, Jack Frost. I, I, I wanted to see Beetlejuice on this list, but I couldn't make a compelling enough <laughs> argument that it happened in December. But in my heart... Yeah. That, too, is a Christmas movie. It might as well be. Sure. The plot of this one actually is is a little darker than I think the title of the movie suggests. A father, played by Michael Keaton, is killed in a car accident before coming back to life as a snowman. (laughs) That's not funny. I don't know why you're laughing at that. Naturally. Now, here's an interesting fact about the movie. Obviously, snowmen are made of snow. Okay. So I I can believe that. There should be some snow in the movie. Gotcha. (laughs) The movie was shot in the winter during a drought year when there was no snow on the ground. Great time to make the movie. (laughs) At all. According to the actor Scott McDonald, the temperature went as high as 70 degrees when this movie was being filmed. So, naturally, foam and cotton swabs had to be used as substitutes for snow. Huh. Yeah. So Didn't realize that. Was uh, kind of warm. Unseasonably warm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, everybody still had to be bundled up. And, you know, I'm sure it was a very nice, pleasant evening for Michael Keaton as he filmed Jack Frost. So I wonder how they uh, made like, you know, people's breath to be seen. Mm, I don't know. I've always thought sort of Michael Keaton had something magical about him. (laughs) He probably did. I wonder if his presence just brought about, you know, what was needed. You can see his breath and he can make (laughs) other actors' breaths be seen. That's what I like to imagine. (laughs) Number 16, Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is Coming to Town is a 1970 stop-motion film. At the beginning of the movie, SD, SD stands for Special Delivery. Oh, I thought it stood for Shannon Deaton. SD, it can also stand for that. (laughs) That's what I've thought all my life, but now I know. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute, Jason. No, no, it doesn't. SD Kluger's snowmobile breaks down, and he begins to tell the story of how Santa Claus answers all the children's letters. The plot develops from there, but some of the voices in the movie include Mickey Rooney. Oh, yeah. So you know Mickey Rooney, right? Sure do. Yeah, childhood favorite. And Fred Astaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Santa Claus is coming to town. That's a good one. Yeah, so this this is basically the story of how Santa Claus came to be. You know, how, how Santa got his groove. That's right. <laughs> basically, yeah. right? Sure, yeah. So he, he starts as a little baby. <laughs> Santa grew back. <laughs> Santa grew <laughs> back. And he grew up into a young man who delivers toys because what a natural thing to do. Sure. He got old. He married Mrs. Claus. It tells the story of how she was a school teacher, I think, named Jessica, something or other. <laughs> he has a pet penguin that follows him around. Topper is his name, and he kind of jumps on top of the rooftops because that's why it's called Topper. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what magic penguins do. Yes, and, and he, it, this movie has one of my favorite evil characters of all time, and his name is the Winter Warlock. 
Do you remember this guy? Yeah. He's, he's, he's just wearing this big robe and these pointy shoes, and he's pretty mean. He's kind of intense. Yeah. he's uh, he's He wants to keep old uh, St. Nick there off of his mountain. Looks like something you'd see in like Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> really I don't think I'd mess with that cat. Yeah. But he melts his heart. Doesn't he bring him like a toy or something? Yeah. Uh, something yeah. to that effect, and it melts his heart. Sort of changes him. Yeah. yeah he turns into just the, the gentle winter, Yeah, I don't know, nice old man down the block it's, sort it, of. It's kind of like the Grinch in him. That's how he is. In, in a way. That's how he's yeah. portrayed. Yep. Number 15, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life was released in 1946 and is based on the short story The Greatest Gift by Philip Van Doren Stern. And uh, this movie follows a plot of George Bailey. Uh, he's a man who has given up his dreams to help others, and his imminent suicide on Christmas Eve brings about the intervention of his guardian angel. The guardian angel shows George how he has touched the lives of others and how different life would be if he had not been born. That's kind of an intense plot. You know, yeah. this, this one kind of has a different vibe to it a little bit, especially for 1946. Yeah. A guy's considering committing suicide that's fairly intense for christmas it's very dramatic yeah it is and then the guardian angel leads him through these different episodic portion vignettes of life and and basically shows him how everything could have been different had had he never been there kind of like a christmas carol in a way Oh, very much. And that's yeah. that's a very fair point. Yep. So Jimmy Stewart, uh, the actor who played George Bailey, actually fought in World War II. I didn't know this. Yep. Um, I actually, uh, this is credit to Becky Hamilton. She knew we were going to do this episode, oh, yeah. so she sent me a little bit of a, a backstory on It's a Wonderful Life. And this was in there, and I found this really interesting. Oh, cool. In several of the scenes where Stewart is sort of just breaking down in front of his family and just unraveling, he wasn't actually acting. He was actually experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, from the events of World War II, which is amazing. I mean, and just a credit to the authenticity oh of this particular movie. Yeah. Isn't that just wild? I had no idea. Yeah. So so he was a being a method actor in a way, you wow. know, really just kind of using his life to live out the moment-by-moment scenes that were huh. traumatic in this story. And there were several. Number 14, Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street is a heartwarming movie that came out in 1947, and basically the story follows Santa Claus and his interactions with people at the Macy's department store. So now, Shannon, have you seen this? Oh, yeah. The the new one has the little girl who played Matilda. Yes, I I forgot her her name, but but yeah, I can see her face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so basically the story goes that Santa, they they hire him, right? He's so lovable and he's so wonderful. They hire, uh, Macy's hires him as their Santa, right? Mm Mm-hmm not knowing that this is Santa. And so he starts, uh, you know, letting people, uh, he, he gives them advice like, well, you know, maybe buy this there. You don't have to get this. This this is, you know, your child will like this better. This is cheaper anyway. And, you know, and he, he's he's not a salesman by any, by any means of the imagination. He's right? just a super capitalist. And he's, he's trying to help people out. He's trying to help people out. Yeah. But, but sometimes he does it at, to the detriment of Macy's, right? <laughs> yeah. And so the other right. department store, which I think it's called uh, Gibbles, is that right? Gibbles. G- G- Gimbals, mm-hmm. yeah. So people, uh, they start to kind of question him, and then he wins people over. Mm-hmm. And eventually there's a court case, right, sort yep. of at the end. And it's like when they tried to convince 
or he tries to convince them he is Santa Claus. You know, they're asking him all these questions. They they give him a psychological evaluation, <laughs> and he's just like pure and and joyful the whole time. Sure. Right? He's just I am Santa Claus, and yeah. I just think it was a cool movie. And, and he really was. And I he mean, really was. That's the cool thing about that. I love the court case. I, I don't yeah. know why, but it's just that kind of comes really out of nowhere. It's, it's <laughs> like you know, at the beginning of the movie, it's like, oh well, let me help you here, and and then he's in court mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's being tried because <laughs> he claims he's Santa Claus. Yeah, you know it's kind of weird, but but I like it. The way he comes about being Santa Claus uh, is kind of interesting too. And I I don't know if this was in the original or the remake, but there's something going on with like the Santa Claus who's supposed to be there yeah, that day. I, I think he's drunk. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happened to it. The yeah. original, yeah. And so he goes, and so he steps in, and then the people at Macy's like, you know, they like him yeah. so well that they they bring him back to the department store. Sure, and people yeah. are lined up down the street to come see oh, yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah, and it was it one of the competing stores that kind of set up set afoot the whole idea of a trial like proving this guy's kind of crazy I think or so, something yeah. because they were getting too much business at Macy's right or, something has to be going on yeah, right we gotta shut this guy down he's, he's just a little too jolly number 13 Four Christmases Four Christmases was released in 2008 and is about a couple visiting all four of their divorced parents' homes on Christmas Day. The film stars Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. And Jason, I mean, of all the setups here, I mean, we've talked about the guy who was going to commit suicide. We talked about Jack Frost, who died in a car accident. Now we're talking about visiting all the divorced parents. I mean, is it really the season? Are we talking about Christmas movies here, or what's going on? I'm not going to lie. I really I'm gonna go back to Gremlins and say that's absolutely a heartwarming movie <laughs> compared to this stuff. Yeah, I, I love this movie. Uh, it's it's sort of unconventional. When you think Christmas movies, you don't think this, right? You don't because there's no Santa Claus, there's no reindeer, there's no. It's just sort of like real life. I had to go look this one up when we looked at the movie. Have you not seen this? I've not seen this one. No. Yeah. I, Alex, my wife, has seen it, but I. I don't remember seeing this one, but I remember the cover. It shows like it's it's Vince Vaughn Vince and Vaughn, who? Uh, Reese, Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. They're on the cover, right. and yeah, maybe they're getting wrapped in Christmas paper or something. Yeah, so I you know, basically, it. you know, what it is is that they uh, they're they're going on vacation right for Christmas. They're kind of going away to maybe I don't know Bermuda, Hawaii, Hawaii or somewhere, and uh, something happens that their their tickets get canceled, the flight gets canceled, whatever, and so then they basically have to go and spend Christmas with all their families, mm-hmm. right? Because the family actually finds out that it's canceled they have no choice they were trying to sneak off right but they ended up that they, they have to go now just didn't work out so each each uh you know vince vaughn and reese witherspoons you know their parents you know each are divorced you know, remarried so now they really have four families right right between the parents and the in-laws and so the the rest of the movie they just visit each of these four families and they're so wildly different all right i mean it's <laughs> it's it's just it's incredible i think uh, robert duvall i was gonna say is it like meet the parents he That's plays kind of what it puts me in mind of when i read the premise here. in a roundabout way yeah i think robert duvall plays vince vaughn's uh mm-hmm. father and he has two brothers that just beat him to death i mean like he walks <laughs> in the door and they're like oh come here scotty or whatever his yeah. name is but they they're like really like i mean they really hurt him they're, they're very violent yeah yeah like all families it, around it's, christmas it's just it's just a hilarious movie because all four families all four settings are totally different totally different personalities <laughs> but you could really just see that you know, really like, un, you know, developing in real life. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes down. All right. I have a joke for you. All right. Okay. So I heard on the news the other day that a famous actress killed her husband and her name was Reese Wither uh, Spoon. No, with her knife. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's not funny. That's not funny. But uh, with her spoon? No, 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 not her spoon. I, I have to get away with telling that joke at least once a year. Well, there you go. Yeah, and and Alex will forget every few years that I've told it to her, and uh, you know I just got busted out on the car ride and just be like, yeah, I and heard. she'll fall for it. No, not so much. But uh, I like to think that she she does. plays along. <laughs> she plays along. She she's good natured about it. Number twelve, Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman debuted in 1969 and was described as an American animated Christmas television special. <laughs> Spectacular. An yeah. American <laughs> animated Christmas television special. That's good. Their story begins when a magician is uh, showing some magic tricks to a group of students in a school, and one of the tricks doesn't work out. He kind of gets upset. The top hat gets tossed aside. A little while later, the kids go outside. They make a snowman. Guess what goes on top of the snowman? Could it have been the old magician's hat? The old magician's hat. Next thing you know, boom, we have Frosty. Well, there must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. <laughs> For when they placed it, Shannon, upon his head. Yes. Did he is... begin to dance around? <laughs> A little bit. Okay. So Frosty. So, so you you know the story. <laughs> I've heard this one. Yeah, it's, it's not as popular as uh, Four Christmases or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Frosty the Snowman, uh, of all of like the Christmas cartoon characters for whatever reason frosty the snowman i think i i think i might like him the best oh really yeah because i because the whole movie you know when i was when i was a kid and i was watching this you knew it was going to warm up oh it was sad too it was just sad like yeah. the whole movie you know that there's something's going to happen at the end and the kid i don't know it just i really liked and it's sort of i guess i just felt sorry for him because mm-hmm. he just seemed so happy they were always trying to get him to the north pole so was that nice. the story yeah the little they're, they're girl trying to get him to the north pole yep. yeah and at one point inexplicably he ends up in like a greenhouse or something, <laughs> which is not a good place for the just, snowman it's like what's that even doing there <laughs> it's so warm in here what's this strange puddle yeah i like frosty the snowman it was always uh a good movie growing up and it was always his birthday if you remember when they put the hat on he'd always say happy birthday <laughs> i even like the the lyrics there and the the tone of voice and everything about the song everything about it number 11 the nightmare before christmas the Nightmare Before Christmas was released in 1993 and is a stop-motion animated musical dark fantasy film. All those things. Wow. <laughs> directed by Henry Selick and produced by Tim Burton, although I always thought Tim Burton directed that movie. Hmm. So, no, just no. He, he produced it, but it did come from his imagination. The plot of the movie tells the story of Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town, who stumbles through a portal to Christmas Town and becomes obsessed with celebrating the holiday? And I always thought his name was Skeleton. Right. That's that's a close. You know, it, it's pretty close, yeah. You know, but Skeleton, because the movie was stop motion, Jason, it took about three years to make this movie. And at one point, there were about wow. 120 people working on the film with 12 to 17 animators on the job. I watched a documentary on YouTube of this movie being made, and for every facial expression, they literally had it like a different head. They had to switch out. So if Jack Skellington was singing, what's this? What's this? You know, and and that whole big sequence, literally they would have to pose the character and then they would have to take off his head and they went into like this suitcase of like 24, 25 different mouth positions for the head. They would take that head out of the box 
put the put the head on the character in the scene, take a picture, move him a little bit, take the head off, put on another one, and so oh on and so forth. Goodness, it was grueling. And I think what they actually did was set up like several storyboards beforehand. Somebody had to go through and say, okay, if there are twenty five facial expressions, it looks like the first ten seconds of uh, this sequence are one, seven, eight, and ten, and then they would have to shoot that and take a picture and move it. And wow, I, I can't imagine doing stop motion like as a profession that just seems yeah. like so difficult so, so tedious so yeah that, that's the exact word i was going to say just so tedious and it's time consuming lord yeah. now this is one of those movies that has the rare ability to be both a halloween movie right. and a christmas classic multi-dimensional yeah I, I even watched this on thanksgiving it's just one of those year around <laughs> kind even of movies. go in the middle <laughs> okay here's a confession oh never watched oh it. come on i've never watched it from beginning to end i've seen bits and pieces i don't know why i'm not like anti nightmare before christmas or anything just for whatever reason uh you know neither one of my girls really ever got into that mm -hmm. and i don't know just never watched the whole thing from beginning to end the the guy jack skellington there's one line in there that indicates he is from kentucky really yeah now of course he's like a dead corpse walking around you know he's like a stick man but yeah in, in one part in the opening sequence he's singing a song and he's kind of walking through the graveyard with the moon behind him and all this sort of thing and he says something about being from kentucky and i i, I can't remember exactly what it says but as a kid that meant something to me <laughs> i got that's fired cool. up like, hey like, he's from kentucky that too. guys from where i'm from that's pretty cool but yeah great movie you need to put it on your list get pumped up about it this year i may man. watch that. it's a good one you know what else we should get pumped up about jason let's hear it we should get pumped up about checking out merchandise in the slapdash store what great christmas gifts that these would make hey everyone we're happy to announce that the podcast now has a merchandise store shannon everyone loves hoodies and everyone loves coffee yeah and you can pick up a nice slapdash hoodie or a slapdash mug and drink your next cup of joe right out of a slapdash cup <laughs> we also have t-shirts and stickers yeah we do so come on by and log on to www.slapdashpod.com forward slash store that's www.slapdashpod.com forward slash store Welcome back. Today we are talking about our favorite Christmas movies, and now for the top 10. Number 10, A Charlie Brown Christmas. A Charlie Brown Christmas is a 1965 animated television special based on the whole Peanuts gang by Charles Schultz. The cartoon deals with Charlie Brown, who is discouraged and depressed, but soon realizes the true meaning of Christmas. I love everything about the Peanuts, Charlie Brown, the little Christmas tree that's been over. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad with the one little red ball kind of weighs it over. Mm -hmm. This is an absolute classic. So if, if you haven't done so, I guess I need to watch... Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, because I haven't watched that. <laughs> right. But if any of you have not watched A Charlie Brown Christmas, got to do it. It's great. Yeah, we. I, I've only actually seen this movie a couple of times. I didn't really watch it growing up. It was one that I knew was on all the top Christmas movies. So a couple of years ago, my wife and I, we rented it or did something on YouTube or Netflix to something. get it and, and watched it. Yeah. And, and it's like a 
20 minute oh it's short, short. yeah it's, it's very short and i like the one part where linus i guess it's linus yeah he, he comes out and they sort of put a spotlight on him he says lights please and then he just tells the story of christmas because everybody yeah. else is sort of wrapped up in this commercialism right. idea toy of christmas. gifts yeah yeah you know they're all caught up in the tree and all this sort of thing and he just comes out and he tells the story the the biblical story right. of christmas and it's really touching because it kind of comes me. out of nowhere it does and, yeah. and the kid who reads it just his voice it, it, i don't i don't yeah. know what it is i don't know how old that kid is i'm, I'm sure today he's you yeah. know how old but i mean it's just it's just perfect it's authentic and you know you you couldn't spend a better 20 minutes i don't think no. if you had something to do for christmas it's really good number nine jingle all the way Jingle All the Way was released in 1996 and stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad as two rival fathers, both desperately trying to purchase a Turbo Man action figure for their respective sons on a last-minute shopping spree on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and nobody ever goes on last-minute shopping sprees, right? Uh, no. And is is there a more generic superhero action figure <laughs> Turbo to Man. be had than Turbo Man. You got to respect Turbo Man. It, no, that's have you seen this movie? Oh, yeah. I've okay. I've, yeah. I've watched this like 15 times. Yeah. It's just awesome. Everything, it, it's <laughs> it's over the top. It's far-fetched. It just screams like 90s, right? Because yeah. like before we'd be like, well, why don't you just get Turbo Man on Amazon? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> when we watched this most recently, I was like, man, what? what's the rush here? What's going on? Right. Why can't this guy it's, just order this thing? Like, you, got, you got three days. <laughs> <laughs> Two-day shipping, man. Get it in. That's uh, good. I absolutely love it. Love this movie. Uh, there, there's actually some uh, several other actors and actresses that are they're fairly big that are that are in it. Of course, the big finale is you know Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes Turbo Man, whatever, and <laughs> yeah. you know he kind of saves the day, kind of gives a wink wink to his son, right? Like I am Turbo Man, yeah. sort of thing. It's it's a really good feel, feel good movie. It is. Now the Turbo Man doll was actually sold at Walmart for twenty five dollars around this time. They created two hundred thousand units of this doll, and it didn't do so well because the producers only had about six and a half months to promote the toy and it usually takes well over a year to hype up a christmas toy and i would say that's about right probably you know but when i was a kid i kind of wanted one of these like i'd only ever seen the movie right but but why not why not i mean he he's turbo man he i can't remember all the things he did he could talk that was a thing right right oh yeah could he fly i don't know I think that was his gimmick. I think he, he had like, like a, didn't he have like a booster like or some sort? Yeah, looking kind of guy, kind of like that. Yeah, cool movie though. I really like to see the interaction between Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. Yeah. Number eight, the Polar Express. The Polar Express is a 2004 computer animated ad- uh, adventure film and is based on the 1985 children's book of the same name. The movie is all about a young boy named Billy and his struggle to believe in Santa Claus. Billy wakes up and discovers a train outside his house bound for the North Pole. So Billy climbs aboard, and the rest of the story simply unfolds from there. Uh, the film is directed by Robert Zemeckis and stars... Tom Hanks. Not Michael Keaton. I'm sorry, no, Shannon, I know. but, yeah. but it, I'm sure it was close. But. Can, the, the movie can only be so good. They had to kind <laughs> right. of cap it out at one point. A little bit, right, yeah. Because yeah. Keaton would have just thrown it over the top. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would just be doing the whole episode That's on all we've been which doing. Which we did last year, so actually. they had to kind of settle for Tom Hanks in yeah. this one, right? Second pick. Right. So, you know, this movie basically is all about, it's all about belief, really. It's all about, you know, Christmas belief and the belief in Santa. I think this movie was the first of its kind, and we actually have a, a whole episode that we've done about a year ago 
show yeah. uh, on the Polar Express. We, we were at went, the Big Fork Scenic Railway. Yeah, the uh, actually where I live in, in McCrary County, the, the uh, Big South Fork Scenic Rail, Railway, they have the Polar Express. Now, they're not having it this year, mm. sadly, uh, but hopefully next year. But uh, normally thousands of people come there, and they've had that for several years, and they do the whole thing. You get on, you get your hot, hot, hot chocolate and your cookies, and they do the little the ticket, and they punch the little ticket oh, yeah. out in the paper. I mean, they, they really – Santa shows up, right? Santa shows up. They give you the, the little uh, bell. Mm-hmm. So they really do it upright. So, But in this this movie was uh, – obviously, it was one of its kind in regard to how it was shot. But perhaps my favorite part of the whole movie is the fact that some people can hear the bell and, mm-hmm. that, and that some can't. Yeah. And that's just – I don't know. That's just a, an absolute perfect – way to kind of end that movie and and even during the movie they talk about well so, you know i can't hear it any longer but but i could long after i was older and i don't know there's just something about that that's just perfect and that's a symbol for their belief in santa sure. claus and the magic of they can, christmas they can hear it right yeah. I, I love this movie uh it the the 3d animation is really interesting it throws some people off my wife is like man they're kind of creepy because it was like one of the first movies that really yeah. took it to that level and what's that called uh, the Uncanny Valley. That's right. Yeah, where it makes you just a little bit nervous. Makes you, yeah, it's <laughs> it's like one tick away from being realistic, so it right. kind of creates this repulsion. Right, a little so, bit. You're like, up. Man, these guys are moving, and it's right. weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you said Robert Zemeckis directed this film. We mentioned last year that somewhere on the train, the Polar Express, you can see the flux capacitor because Robert Zemeckis also oh, back uh, directed Back to the Future. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd forgot about that. Yeah, yeah pretty cool. Number seven, A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol was released in 2009 as a 3D computer animated Christmas dark fantasy. You're going to see a lot of dark fantasy Christmas movies. Sure. I, I don't know why that's how we gravitate. It was written and directed also by Robert Zemeckis. And there's been a lot of variations of A Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. I think this one is my favorite, though. It's a film adaptation of, obviously, Charles Dickens' 1843 story of the same name. The film stars Jim Carrey as Ebenezer Scrooge. And have you seen this particular adaptation yes. oh yeah where several uh, times it's great it, it's just really good and it's really authentic to the book there's even like some pseudo scary scenes oh yeah a little yeah. bit there's like children and they turn into like a monster yeah. you know sort of they get evil and that's what happens in the book there's some some kind of weird like dark fantasy scenes right. a little bit and they don't pull back from that and in fact yeah. i i probably wouldn't recommend this movie for like really young kids even though it's computer animated and sort of fits that groove yeah a little it, bit. it's not frosty is <laughs> not frosty at all now ebenezer scrooge's appearance in this film is identical this is interesting to the marionette version of scrooge seen in the polar express so again they're directed by the same hmm. person and in one scene we see a little marionette puppet of scrooge on the train and that is an exact replica of how scrooge appears in a christmas carol huh. with jim carrey here so, interesting nice connection kind of cool i'm sure if you look close enough there's probably a marty mcfly and a doc brown and they're somewhere <laughs> sneaking around number six a christmas story a Christmas Story is a holiday classic that came out in 1983, but Shannon, I know now, we spoke about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. In my mind, and I think probably in the mind of like pretty much everyone else on this planet, <laughs> I would have thought that that movie, again, it, it, it came out in 83, but it looks as though the setting is like in the 50s. That's what I would have guessed. Right. That's, I think most people would have thought early to mid 50s, maybe even late 50s. Yeah. But no, according according to uh, a couple of different parts of the movie, it's set e- either in 1939, 
or 1940. Wow. That uh, Apparently there's a calendar in the movie that clearly has 1939 on it, and then there's also a part where they get a piece of mail or something, and I think it says 1940. So this movie is set way earlier, like maybe 15, 20 years earlier mm. than, than originally I thought it was. But nevertheless, the plot revolves around a little boy named Ralphie and his pursuit for, for a Red Rider BB gun. It sure does, man. That movie is, it, you have to watch it once a year anyway and i think it was at tbs or one of the stations they it's, run it 24 7 it's, it's, around it's christmas. either tnt and or tbs mm-hmm. that it's on tons before christmas but then i think christmas day it's on 24 hours like they they show it like 12 consecutive times in a row yeah so did he really shoot his eye out i mean <laughs> by the end of that movie yeah it's it, he he shoots an icicle Right, and it like falls on his glasses and breaks right. on he, or something. He, I think he, I think actually he sh- he shoots the BB and it ricochets oh, and it okay. comes back and it does hit him in the eye. Yeah, because there's a part where, and he falls and and of course he looks at his, his glasses and it's it's the glass is shattered and he's okay. I think maybe he has a scuff mark on his around his eye, whatever. But but when he goes down, you know that, that's the kind of the funny part. He's like, oh my god, I have, I did shoot my eye. <laughs> it's like that's all they've ever told him, right? You know, yeah. He, he waits in this long line to see Santa, and he tells Santa, this is what I want. And he says it like all in one long breath, and then he just goes, Oh, you had router carbon action 22. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like R2-D2, <laughs> and he's waited for hours in this line <laughs> to he, see Santa Claus. And he's smiling the whole time he's saying it. He's so happy. Yeah, and then Santa Claus just says, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. And then he just pushes him <laughs> down the slide. I love because he's holding on for dear life, <laughs> and Santa just looks at him right before he takes his boot and tips it to his forehead. He says, Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> just, he just slides down and his dreams crash right there. There's so many. Uh, I mean, usually I watch this at least once, if not twice a year. There's yeah. so many other funny parts. So many iconic things. Yeah. The, the T- dog. Tongue on the flagpole. Oh, yeah. The tongue on the flagpole. I they- was terrified as a kid. <laughs> I was afraid to even put my tongue. Flagpole or not? Like, if it's cold outside. <laughs> My tongue's in my mouth when I'm that I, age. I wanted to. I wanted to try that, but I was petrified because I just. I mean, I thought, how humiliating would that be to look out and you're the one trying yeah. to, you know, get get off the pole and you're stuck. You know, They're like the, where's Randy or whatever. Oh, Randy's outside. And you just see him flailing around. <laughs> His tongue's like eight inches long. Yeah. Coming well, they did double dog dare him, didn't they? Or triple dog. Tri- no, the triple dog the tri- dare. Yeah, so he had no choice. He had to do it. I mean, I'd have to do it tonight. Yeah, that, yeah you know, clearly if, your manhood's you know, on the line. If you, you have if to you, turn in that card if you can't, <laughs> if you can't do it. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, there was a scene where all the dogs come in and they, they take the turkey. Right. They just kind of just go nuts in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And then uh, there's the scene where uh, they're, they're driving down the road. And I think uh, they have like a, a flat a tire, blowout. a blowout. And he's helping his dad change the tire. And he, and apparently he says a cuss word. <laughs> Which is fudge. And his, and his dad just looks at him. <laughs> what did you say? That's and, what I thought you said. And they <laughs> and it's dead quiet. And they get back in the car. Yeah. And, you know, he leans over, tells his wife what he said. And like the next scene is like he has a bar of soap in his mouth. <laughs> I love, I love, because he he said, the mom says something like, where did you hear that? And he says some random kid's name, which isn't even the kid. So the mom says, okay. So she dials the slow rotary phone, you know, the three numbers or whatever it takes to call somebody down the road. And she said, uh, guess what Ralphie just said? And she kind of whispers it into the phone. And you hear the lady on the other side go, what, what, what? She says, guess where he hurt? And she says, and then she says, your son, whoever that is. And she goes, ah! 
<laughs> you just hear a kid on the other end just getting beat to death. And this kid's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. It's like just, you know, no discussion about it. Nope. You know, what's your take on it? It's just immediate, like, this is what your kid did. And it was like, gotcha. And just went in and just <laughs> laces into the guy. Great movie, though. Christmas classic for sure. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Number five, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was released in 1989 and is the third installment in the National Lampoon series. The film stars Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, and Randy Quaid. This is a good one. But it really stars Cousin Eddie. Yeah, that's, right. the, that's the he's, only person that matters. He's the star. Right. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw this movie for the first time about three years ago, and, and I saw it in the right way. There, you know, We were gathered up with family. We watched it on like Christmas Eve. There were like 12 <laughs> or 15 of us in a room laying around in the floor on the couch. And it was something special, man, just because I'd never seen it before. Right. And I'd, I'd always heard my family talk about it, you know, the references, Cousin Eddie. All these oh, yeah. things. They talked about the Christmas jam. What was it? Jelly in the Month Club? Or yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I've not seen this in a long time. but It's been uh, a while. I've watched it two or three times, and it's, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's hilarious. It's good. And, and the dad's always concerned about, he, he thinks he's going to get like a big bonus or a big Christmas <laughs> raise or, or something, and nothing goes right as it never does in a, in a National Lampoon's movie. And by the end, <laughs> he finally talks to his boss, and the boss gives him like a ticket for the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> He loses his mind. <laughs> yeah, it does not end well. It's hilarious. Good movie. Number four, Elf. Elf came out in 2003 and stars Will Ferrell and James Caan. This might be my favorite of all time. Shannon, I've already watched Elf like three or four times just like That's the so last like, two weeks. Again, it's sort of like a Christmas Carol where there's there are certain scenes in this movie that's just mm-hmm absolutely great i love the part where he's in the department store he sets up all night right yeah, yeah. like decorating and it looks unbelievable and then santa shows up and he's just like oh i know him i know him he go, you know he just goes nuts like he's like a like a a girl at an elvis concert or something like back in the 60s or whatever yeah. and uh and then sure enough well you're not santa you know, and, and it gets real serious. Yeah. That whole scene's awesome. The scene where he's uh, eating, you know, dinner, and he, he breaks up the, uh, he has a syrup underneath his sleeve yeah. for the spaghetti. Because they're eating spaghetti, <laughs> and he's like, uh, so do you have any syrup? And and they're like, uh, no. And he's like, oh. And he starts kind of patting his coat, and he's like, I think I have some. And he just slides out a bottle of syrup out from under He puts like marshmallows sleeve. and like M&Ms mm-hmm. and candy canes and stuff. It's, oh, that's it. It's awesome. He says, we elves like to stick to the four basic food groups that's uh candy candy corn candy canes and syrup and syrup (laughs) the four basic food groups man that would be a rough diet i tried to imagine my you know what what would that be like to grow up on candy corn you know syrup that sounds good for like 30 minutes candy canes (laughs) after that i don't think so couldn't handle it but yeah this one's easily top three for me oh i I love it i like uh, even in the movie where they refer to him as a uh, a cotton-headed ninny (laughs) muck And he goes, you're not a cotton-headed yeah. ninny muggins. No, buddy. You're, you're not a cotton-headed ninny muggins. And, and I love the, the scenes where, like, he's sitting in school, you know, and, and like, his knees are, like, literally up to his ears. Oh, and yeah. He's, like, three times the size of, anybody, <laughs> of everybody else. And it's like, he doesn't even realize it, whatever. 
<laughs> there's one scene where uh, he there you know he's working with the elves in the shop and they're building all these toys and he's been assigned to etch a sketches for the day and they literally have this like printing press sort of thing where you just mash it down and it creates an etch a sketch and his supervisor comes over to him this this little elf and he just says all right buddy well, you know what's going on he says i don't think i'm gonna meet my quota today <laughs> he says all right buddy and he kind of looks at the chart and he says how many did you get done and he goes 85 <laughs> never the whole shop just stops <laughs> and stares at him like uh what's wrong with this guy and you see the sheet and they were expecting a thousand <laughs> so that's gonna be about 985 short <laughs> Like, or 915. It's like, buddy, that, that's okay. It's okay, buddy. Yeah, they just kind of pat on him. And I think that's when he's like, uh, I'm just a cotton-headed ninny bucket. <laughs> no, no, buddy. They say, there's all kinds of things that you can do well, buddy. Just just last week, you changed the light bulb for us. And, and somebody else pipes up, and they're like, yeah, and in like two months, you're going to have to do that again. <laughs> it's such, a, such a good movie. So many great moments like oh, that. I love Elf. Number three. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus was released in 1994 and stars Tim Allen as an ordinary man who accidentally causes Santa Claus to fall from his roof on Christmas Eve. The man learns that he must become the new Santa and convince those he loves that he is indeed Santa Claus. <laughs> I love this. Have movie. you seen this one? Yeah, this is this is definitely my top five. I love it. So. I, I love it. I like how he he slowly starts morphing into Santa Claus. Like his his belly starts getting a little bit more jolly. His cheeks get a little rosier each day. His his, his beard finally turns white. He just looks in the mirror one day and he's just like, "Oh my god, oh, 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 no!" It's like he gains like like you know seventy five pounds and his hair. It's like almost overnight. You know, and he's <laughs> yeah. like, "What's going on?" And he goes to the doctor and they're That'd like, be "Terrified." I, I have a thyroid problem or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of all the things on this list, this would this would legitimately be a terrifying condition. <laughs> it would. I mean, gaining like 150 pounds over the course of a couple days, your hair turning white, getting a beard. This one is. I wonder if there's a vaccine for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But yeah, this one this one's kind of crazy. Now, obviously, it stars Tim Allen, and uh, but the main role was originally written for Bill Murray. Uh, but after he read for the part, he actually came in and they said, you know, how, how's this hit you, Bill? <laughs> do, you, do you like this? And uh, he just said it was not his type of humor. And he turned down the role and Tim Allen picked it up. Huh. I I tried to imagine Bill Murray in this. I, could, I, 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 I was going to say, I could yeah, see it. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. He was in Scrooged, which, yep. which didn't make the list. Although, yeah, good movie. Good movie. Yeah, another take on A Christmas Carol. But uh, yeah, I could see him as the Santa Claus. Number two. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer came out in 1964, and it is a stop-action animated movie. Now, Shannon, we have Frosty in this movie. Yep. We have uh, Santa Claus. Yep. We have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right. We even have Yukon Cornelius. We do. This is the Avengers of Christmas stop-motion <laughs> <movies. laughs> The symbol. And then we also have the Abominable Snowman. Oh, yes. And that's my favorite part in this. He's is so he's, good. he's so mean and ooh, and everybody's scared. And he just had a toothache. That's all it was. It's just a toothache. He Lucky just, enough, he though. Just, he just needed a holiday dentist. Hermie wants to be a dentist. 
I mean, listen, this this movie's just golden. I mean, everything about it from beginning to end. You know, I I did feel bad for Rudolph. I mean, they kind of treated him bad. He he got done dirty. They did in this movie a little bit. Yeah, you know, they they wouldn't let him play any reindeer games. No, yeah. He had a, you know, he's a little different, and they kind of took advantage of, the, of yeah. him. His dad made him wear that little like dirt clot on his nose. <laughs> you know? cover, cover up, boy. Yeah, and, and and honestly, Santa was was kind of a jerk in this movie. Yeah, there's several that's times. The one, yeah, yeah, where uh, I, I remember one scene where the elves come in and they're going to sing a song for him, and the head elf is like, "Now remember, guys, this one's for Santa," and and they sing a song, <laughs> and it's pretty good. I mean, it's a good song, and then Santa just looks at him and says. Need some work. And then he walks out. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's just like uh, and, and everybody's like, well, and, and I mean, just all throughout the movie, there's little things like that. It, right. it, it's just like, even Santa's like, you know, if you're going to fly my sled, you're going to have to da da da. And by the end, it's like, he just kind of uses Rudolph. You know, it's just, <laughs> he just notices, oh, uh, we're not going to be able to have Christmas. Wait a minute. Where's that freaky kid? And he's just like <laughs> the one with the dirt on his nose all okay, the time. Well, come here, Randolph. <laughs> Randolph. You get up there in front. I mean, it, it's a great Christmas movie. I just watching it as an adult, yeah. you, you pick up on that whole like bullying aspect and right. just the oh, yeah. over the top Santa being mean sort of thing. And uh, as a kid, though, Hermie wanted to be a dentist, and that solved all the problems. So I have I have something kind of uh, funny about this movie. Okay. So you know, we have the abominable snowman, right? Yep. Big white, kind of the blue face. The best I can remember it, sort yeah. of, you know. Big Yeti looking thing. Yeah. So uh, several years ago, uh, when Maylee, my youngest daughter, she was probably about four, three or four years old, uh, we had a really bad winter. And it snowed like maybe 12, 15 inches outside or whatever. And so she was wanting to go like to go to Kroger or somewhere to get something. And I said, sweetie, we, we can't go. I said, you know, uh, the abominable snowman's out there. And <laughs> no, so you did. Oh, I did. <laughs> and, and, and I set the whole thing up because I had seen like a meme that someone had made on Facebook. Right. And it was like the abominable snowman that someone had put over the top of, of our Kroger building where I live. So they had put that image over like he was oh. like hulking over the entire store like oh, in the man. snow so i showed her that picture and of course she you know she knew that was our kroger yeah and then she saw the abominable snowman <laughs> and then it was like she just become terrified and she said will he always be there <laughs> <laughs> and i said no sweetie that when the snow goes away he'll be okay i said now we can we can load up and try to get there if you really want to go. She's like, no, I'll wait, I'll wait, never again. <laughs> she just becomes a forager and a scavenger. We're never going to Kroger again, <laughs> <laughs> honey. It's okay. You're you know you're you know, ten years old now and it's eighty four degrees outside. <laughs> no. Number one, Home Alone. Home Alone was released in 1990 and was written and produced by John Hughes. No surprise at all that this is the number one pick. I I think I would have in my own heart of hearts, probably put Elf ahead of it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, I, I mean, Home Alone's a classic. Oh, There's yeah. no way around it. I, I've seen this a hundred times. I've already watched that this year, too. <laughs> I've got to get around to it. The film stars Macaulay Culkin as Kevin, an eight-year-old boy who must defend his home from two burglars, Harry and Marv, after his family accidentally leaves him behind on their vacation. And the thing I want to answer, you know, outside of – you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit, right? Right. You have to believe that the the family would leave behind 
Kevin, their son. So obviously the the filmmakers set this up. Oh, it's a big family. It'd be easy not to see him. Right. Oh, the electric goes out and the alarm clock doesn't work. So everyone's scrambling. Everyone's scrambling. They're in a hurry. And inexplicably, here's another little boy that comes by when they're doing the head count and just happens to get counted. You know, all these things would have to happen for this movie to work. Right. Right. But the thing that gets me the most is what does this dad do? To live in like this two-story mansion of a house that can have like 20 relatives living in it at any given time. (laughs) This house is like the epitome of what you think Christmas magic should be. It's got the lights. It's like this brick-framed house. It's it's on this nice suburban street. Seems really busy. What's this guy into? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't think that that maybe ever is explored in the movie. I don't think they go into that. I'm not quite sure. He he might, might need to be audited i'm wondering <laughs> i'm not quite sure though but something's up yeah and, and play, i mean just this huge christmas vacation they just right. take like 20 people on his dime right. out yeah. to wherever they go florida i don't know and then in the sequel they they go somewhere else I, like the I, next I think year in the sequel they go like uh they're going to paris or somewhere maybe i yeah, think like or something international yeah. and he the sun gets flown up to new york but at some point i would think like maybe child protective services <laughs> should get involved with yeah this listen kid. okay <laughs> maybe Maybe the stars align and Home Alone 1 happens, okay? I could see it. But there's no way. Maybe <laughs> no. another kid might get left behind, Yeah, right? Right. But not him. No. <laughs> not no. that kid. Never. <laughs> he, he needs to be accounted for, for. So for the fact that he ends up in New York unattended again in Home Alone Part 2, <laughs> that's on the parents. That's on the parents. <laughs> that's right. So the movie was a Guinness World Record holder for more than 25 years because it made $17 million in theaters and maintained its number one spot for 12 weeks in the box office and stayed in the top 10 until June of the following year. People love this movie. Yeah, it was a big deal. Eventually, it finally got toppled by the Chinese movie Never Say Die, uh, which only happened as recently as 2017. I've never heard of that movie. Have you? No. No, but apparently Home Alone is an international success, and I saw in uh, in some of the research that it's really big in Poland for huh. some reason. Like, it's it's as big in Poland as it is in America. It's just like their Christmas classic <laughs> sort of movie. Huh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, Jason, those are the, the top movies as voted by listeners, but we also had just a few honorable mentions, so I think we should give those a shout-out as well. What do you think? Sounds great. We had one write in for Daddy's Home too. You ever have you ever saw those movies? Yeah, that was, uh, Mel Gibson, I think. Was it Mel Gibson? I thought it was uh, Mark. What's his name? Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Mel Gibson's. I think in the second one. Oh, okay. So this yeah. one would, okay, would be so, the. So Mel it's Gibson Will Ferrell. One. Will Ferrell's in that also. Okay, he's yeah. the other, the dad or the stepdad or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. I can see yeah, it. they're pretty funny. Uh, White Christmas. Honorable mention. Oh yeah. Yep. I can see that. Rise of the Guardians. Uh, I that, know. Is that about Al's? I know what it's. It's not. It's not about Al's. I thought it was, but it's not. Oh, uh, I looked this one up. I've never seen this movie, but it looks as though it would pass the Christmas litmus test. It does. <laughs> Uh, also, one called Unaccompanied Minors. I'm not familiar with that. I, I've never seen it, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I had to look it up just to see what, what has made it on this list. Never heard of that. Uh, apparently, it's about some kids who get snowed in, and it's it's a Christmas movie. All right. So yeah, thanks for the write-ins. <laughs> 
All right, Jason, anything else to mention about Christmas movies or Christmas in general? I think that's all. I think, uh, you know, I need to go home and watch A Nightmare Before Christmas. I, I told yeah. Mindy and the girls that as soon as we finish here, I'm going to drive home. Mindy's going to make some popcorn, and we're going to watch a Christmas movie tonight. Okay. So I don't know what is going to be picked. Probably will be one of these 20. If I'm lucky, die hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not if sure. I'm lucky. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, thanks to all of our listeners. Thank you for following the podcast. Please share us with a friend. It's the fastest way for the podcast to grow. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at SlapdashPod. We will catch you in the next episode. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.